What are you doing? <laughs> Welcome to the final episode of season two. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Welcome to Heinously Uninformed, where we recap the latest episode of the second season of The Mandalorian. I'm Caroline, and I can name three Star Wars movie titles, and I don't know what a Mandalorian is. And I'm Albert, a lifelong Star Wars fan. <laughs> what the hell was that? I, was that a recorder? It is. I bought a green one specially for Baby Gazebo. You know, for a second, I thought we we're re- I thought that was the Mandalorian theme song. I, I thought know. I heard the show just now. I, I'm a very practiced musician. I played recorder for two years. I played clarinet for five years, you know. Wow. Uh, I did not play clarinet for two years. I played it for six months in fourth grade. But I did play <laughs> clarinet for a while. Anyway, uh, welcome. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is this is the finale. Season two uh-huh. of The Mandalorian. Yeah. We did it. We made it. Eight episodes, eight chapters. Oh my God. <laughs> we did it. We did it. We did do it. Are you happy that we did it? How do, or what, what, you know, now that we're at the end of the road. Mm-hmm. Are you happy? Are you um, mad? I'm not mad. I'm not happy. But <laughs> I feel like I can say now that I have been in the Star Wars universe, for an entire season of a show, I can say, you know what? Educated, like, assumption for me, it's not the universe for me. Not, not, not for you. Not for me. <laughs> not for you. <laughs> not for me. <laughs> What's um, the main thing keeping you from feeling uh, absorbed and, and welcomed in this world? I mean, <laughs> the gatekeeping lore. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I guess, like, it just doesn't. Uh, maybe because I'm like joining so late and a lot of people like love this from their childhood uh, because I don't have that attachment to it. Um, I don't know how to like grow an attachment to it when it's like, yeah. that's why a lot of people love it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think this episode in particular really encapsulates why it's difficult <laughs> to be a modern, like a late late to the Star Wars train, partially yeah. because yeah. they don't make it easy for you to hop on. It, the train doesn't stop for anyone. You just got to grab grab a board and hope that you're able to uh, right. s- like make sense of it. Yeah, I feel like if if you really wanted to like it, like if you had a crush on someone, you're like, God, they like the Mandalorian. I guess they got it. I got they like Star Wars. Like you would watch it. You would take notes like we do. And then like you do take do the research and i just show up like i don't know anything uh yeah yeah so i don't know i feel like i can see for nostalgia why people like it uh but yeah mm-hmm. for newcomers i'm just like so much lore so much backstory little gatekeepery in some places uh <laughs> i don't know i hear you yeah. i hear you for me uh yeah i was i was you know on the fence about how i felt about mandalorian at the end of season one Mm -hmm. and uh my feelings have firmly put me on one side of that fence okay and i'll elaborate on what i mean by that once we jump into chapter 16 titled the rescue yes this episode is the season two finale it was directed by peyton reed who you liked because he did the snow ice planet episode with the doctor the doctor ant you remember in the in the they're in the cantina he's right like, they're talking to that ant gross <laughs> well he directed it it was also written by jean favreau jean i said it like a french accent jean favreau, jean. Oh. <laughs> jean favreau. Yes. Oui. um yeah and so this is the final episode of season two mm-hmm. and overall thoughts caroline uh it ended exact like everybody that was stressed why did i tell you what did i say i said what did you say i don't remember i said don't worry it's gonna be fine and you know what Oh, that's right you did say that it ended way 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 better than i could have even imagined (laughs) yeah yeah you're right people were worried people were really worried myself included but you know all you know my, my theory was uh only partially correct, you know. I, I did call out the the team up with 
Bo-Katan who shows up in this episode. Yes. But um, uh, it really, really ended in a way that I was not expecting, mm-hmm. nor was I welcoming. Oh. <laughs> so we'll get into that okay. as we go by the play-by-play. But this show, this episode starts off in the midst of an action sequence. The Slave One is char- char- uh, chasing an Imperial shuttle. I just, just right into the thick of it. Yes. I thought I missed like the first minute of the episode, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Especially. Okay. Because, yeah, we have the recap and then. Oh, yeah. The recap was long. It, it was so it, long. Also, it covered a lot of stuff. Yeah. I forgot a lot of the stuff with Bo-Katan and like why she's like kind of crazy. Um, <laughs> but then there's the guy with the glasses who looks really familiar. Is it just because he's been around the ship? Yeah. I, I he's he was a he was the doctor from season one. Okay. He's also he he made an appearance in this uh, season on that voice recording when they like uh, right. You know. Okay. So and I haven't mentioned this, but I do like his glasses. They feel very I Elton John no, to me. I think he looks great. Um, but he he being like the Nazi eugenics doctor who's like experimenting on Grogu's blood. So we should you know, like him. We don't like he's him. No, bad. he's bad. <laughs> he's bad. And um, so uh, our heroes are chasing mm-hmm. this shuttle, which is carrying this doctor. And I think they're chasing him. It's weird because they know where Moff Gideon's ship is at this point. That's right? a question that I have, okay? Because <laughs> Go for it, Caroline. Okay, the last episode I was like complaining because I was like, oh, it's all everything's in the thumb drive. They don't need the guy. Okay, but they, okay, they get the coordinates right and i'm kind of like moff gideon if you are trying to not be found or whatever if you just don't want to be bothered because it's annoying having people come after you like you're (laughs) super annoying you're in but you're in space you're in space which is vaster than the ocean because not only can you go side to side you can go up and down so like these coordinates like I'm just Wait, saying, can you say that again, Caroline? Like, can you just move? Can In you, space, you can go side to side and, and, and up and down. And up and down. And, and, to, and you know, diagonally, you know, whatever. Isn't that also, could, could you do that in the ocean also? I mean, technically, I guess when I think of like a ship, I'm not thinking of like a submarine. I'm thinking of like oh, okay, surface got it, got it. level. Surface level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like if they're getting the coordinates for him, like if he really wants to continue to be unbothered, which he is just an unbothered king, uh, he can Wait, who are you talking about now? Moff Gideon. <laughs> Moff Gideon. He's just unbothered. Nothing, <laughs> he's an unbothered king? He's just nothing phases him. Uh, <laughs> and if he wants to continue to be unfazed, I kind of just feel like, why don't you just move your ship? Like, just like set it to like just move, m- it. move it. And then they don't have the <laughs> coordinates anymore. And then you can't be found. Problem solved, yeah. dude. Hire me. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. So wh- how did you, how did you make sense of, because I'm a little confused still having seen the episode. They're chasing the shuttle carrying this doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're doing it so they can find the ship, but I think they already know where the ship is, so they're capturing him. I Why? Did, were they trying to confirm other information? I don't even remember their conversation because the guy was such a dickhead to Kara. Like, yeah. that's the only part I remember is he's like, I watched your whole family die. Uh, yeah, that scene was tonally very dark scary. and intense. Yeah, and then she kills him. I'm like, good job. Uh, yeah, I, honestly, that that was like, I appreciated the fact that like they really got into the gray area of war. Like, yeah. you blew up the Death Star, which killed a million people. And like, well, you are Nazis. And they're like, whoa, all okay, right, this is a... This is a really intense conversation yeah. that honestly goes nowhere. <laughs> it just sort of... It, you know, wraps up tightly. The ends. good guys kill yeah. th- this pilot who's this fanatic who's killed his own co-pilot yeah. and has the gun against the, the doctor. Mm-hmm. But Cara Dune just shoots him and then we get the title card. Yep. The rescue. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, everything's going to be fine. Like it, it sealed <laughs> in. I was like, there's no drama. I'm not nervous. I'm not going to yeah. like be like, why are you doing that? Why are you doing it? Because I know whatever happens, it's going to be fine. So. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's strange because it, it almost implies that they're rescuing this doctor, like they they in a way are, are rescuing him. But it, it never seemed like he was in like he's 
It's un- what is happening? I thought they I don't were rescuing. Understand. I thought they were rescuing baby gazebo. I thought it was. I know, but in in in, in a way, they they rescue. like have they have extracted this 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 man. So it's like a foreshadowing of what they're going to do later with Grogu. Like they're going to extract. They're going to okay. rescue. You know, you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, I have a question so, though, because I have. Yeah. So she, they kill the guy. Okay. Uh, and then my next note is, how do, how does ship work? Because how does ship how work? How does ship work? Because, how does ship work? Because we're watching the Slave One. It moves, and a lot of these Star Wars ships move <laughs> with the glass pod in the front and the blaster yeah. kind of in back, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Sure. But then it lands on the ground in the the glass is suddenly facing the sky and i'm like is everybody just like no 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 that's a great observation what caroline happened? the slave one is designed work? awkwardly i think it's like an older ship so when you board it you know like a rocket like nasa rocket mm-hmm. where you're it's f- you know facing for or uh, upwards so it's it, the rocket is like stationed vertically and when astronauts get oh, in yeah, they're kind of they're like laying back so okay. they're facing the sky that's same sort of design of the slave one. So it's work. not that crazy. On because the ground, it's something that we essentially do. like upside down. <laughs> old school, old school. I was like, I was school. like, this seems uncomfortable. How do you get in your chair? It uh, seems very uncomfortable. <laughs> but I guess astronauts do it. So you know what? Boba Fett can too. I guess I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so um, that segues nicely. You know, Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. And the crew, they they land on this planet that has all these like refineries with like smoke billowing, and there we see a, a ship that I think we've seen before. I think it's Bo Katan ship or one of the ships from the previous episodes. We're like, oh okay, mm-hmm. so they're going to meet Bo Katan to recruit her. We get into this this like scene where Bo Katan is with hanging with uh the character's name is um what's the character's name? Costco Reeves, I believe. Okay, but the third. The third uh, Mandalorian is not there. The dude. Where'd he go? I mean. <laughs> he was cool. I liked him. I don't miss him. I mean, I liked all of them, okay. but he's gone. Yeah. Are you not a fan of that? The third? The third uh, Mandalorian? I guess. I, you remember from the pirate episode? I don't. I kind of don't. Because. What? <laughs> well, I know that there was three, but you and you were like, yeah. they're all attractive. I was like, I only saw the women. They're the only attractive ones. <laughs> Yeah, the hooded so, hottie returns. Yeah, hooded so. hottie, exactly. <laughs> so, but hooded hottie does not like Boba no. for some reason. Like they're already just sort of posturing with each other, and they get into this mini fight. It was weird. It was weird. She yeah. calls him a. <laughs> How, what? What was that about? Because she calls him a sidekick, and I know that you said it, either in last episode or maybe it was a separate conversation we were having, where you were like, "I don't know if I like seeing Boba Fett like." Kind of being like this weird side character almost, uh, yeah. and then she calls yeah, him a weird. sidekick, and I'm like, oh, baby, I don't know. Uh, they're just really rude to him. Uh, <laughs> you thought they were rude to him? They were rude. I was like, why are you guys taking like? I don't know. It was like the popular girls yeah. being like, you're not a real Mandalorian. I'm ah, sorry. Like, just don't want to hang out with you. <laughs> Yeah, but kudos to her, you know, uh, Casca Reeves, played by, I forgot the actress's name, but she's like a famous wrestler. She just kicks Boba Fett's ass, which is like, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. But honestly, it it led nowhere. But no. again, I think it's one of those moments where it's like trying to plant the seeds or foreshadowing because, you know, there yeah. is a, by the end of the episode, there is like a conflict tease between Bo-Katan and Ma- and. Our, our titular hero Mando right. about the dark saber. So we'll we'll get into that a little bit later. So, but this does sort of imply that there might be conflict in future yes. seasons of the show. And I have another question. Can you believe? Hit it? me. <laughs> While they're fighting, Bo says something. She refers to Moff Gideon as the Moff, and I'm like, is Moff <laughs> a title? Is like, could you be like, could he, could she be Moff Katan? Or like, <laughs> I think so. I think Moff is a title, yeah. Okay, sort of like a general. Because sometimes they refer to him as Moff, sometimes the Moff, which is weird, and then sometimes yeah. just Gideon. And I'm like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't understand. <laughs> this is confusing. Yeah, I think Moff is a title. Okay. I think. Uh, honestly, their names, all of their names 
characters are so weird. Like nobody, they've never, there's never been two Brads in one scene. I mean, there's never been one Brad probably, but like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Could we ever know if Moff is his name or a title? Cause we've never met another Moff, right? Well, that's, that's not true. There is a character in the first Star Wars movie named Grand Moff Tarkin. And so I'm pretty, you rolled your eyes, but you asked this question, I'm going to answer it. falls in the middle of his name. Clearly it's his middle name. Well, it's Grand Moff. Is Grand another title? Like, Uh, well, like Grand General. I don't, Caroline. Is it, is it with a D, Grand or Grand? Yeah, Grand. What did you, oh, oh, did you think I said Grant? I I thought you said Grand, G-R-A-N. No, it is, I'm sorry, I can't hear. Um. I understand. But it's also no, Star Wars. I, it's got to be a title, right? It's got to be a title. Probably. Unless they named their child like the equivalent of a title. like Instead of Caroline, it's like General Sorelli or something, right? Yes. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Anyway, they successfully yes. recruited um, our, our Mandalorians, Bo-Katan and Cusker Reeves. And yes. they're now sort of reviewing the plan, sort mm-hmm. of a... Uh, you know, this is the classic scene in a heist film or a rescue job. Just like, here's the plan. Mm-hmm. What you did was it a good plan, Caroline? Yeah, I guess it like made sense, but like I didn't know they were on two different ships. <laughs> what? <laughs> like what's that? <laughs> like they so they discussed their plan, right? Is mm-hmm. Moff Gideon because they're discussing their plan. Are they discussing it on the ship or are they discussing it still like in the cantina restaurant place? I think they're discussing it on a ship. Okay. Because they have like a hologram of the ship. Right. Right. Okay. But mm-hmm. so so they're I guess they're on Bo's ship, right? Yeah, maybe. It could be. It's one or the other. I don't know. But like I didn't know like when they're like we're exiting hyperspace, which I guess is just a space highway. I still don't get it. <laughs> Uh, they exit yeah. hyperspace, and then there's, like, I saw two ships, like, as they were exiting, and I was like, wait a second, are they already shooting at someone? What's going on? <laughs> and then I was like, wait, well, I know that that's Slave 1, but what's the other one? Because when you just said earlier, like, we see a ship that's familiar, I did not see that ship. <laughs> okay, I yeah, there was, a, there was a ship parked outside. I think that ship belonged to bo Okay. But that's not the ship that joins them in the battle. They left it behind what? because what okay. what you, what know. you see on the the highway the the hyperspeed highway uh-huh. is the slave one chasing the imperial shuttle, and some insider baseball stuff because I work in post production. Mm-hmm. This the show opens with a slave one chasing the imperial shuttle, mm-hmm. and so they reused a lot of the same assets and visual effects from that opening scene for oh. this. So. You'd think for the they finale just... they'd have the budget, but okay. Hey, it works. It I'm works. just kidding. No, it looked great. I couldn't tell. I didn't notice. Yeah. So the the plan is essentially we're going to split into two groups, all right? We, we, we geographically understand that Moff Gideon is probably in the bridge. Mm-hmm. Grogu is being held in this containment cell. And the dark troopers are are turned off in this cold little storage room and so we'll have to deal with that. So the plan yeah. is Mando's going to going to make sure they get uh, launched out into the space and he will rescue Grogu while Bo-Katan, Fennec, Cosca um, Reeves mm-hmm. and Cara Dune, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, go capture Moff Gideon. Um, that's the plan. And then is uh oh, okay. Like Boba, and Boba Fett, Fett. he just circling, he just doing. That's the weird thing, yeah. Because this plan starts unfolding. Boba Fett's shooting at the Imperial shuttle. Mm-hmm. The Imperial shuttle's trying to like covertly trying to gain into gain access into the ship, mm-hmm. the, the Moff Gideon ship. Tie fighters are being uh, deployed. Things are not going according to plan. They're no. not being allowed inside. No. And uh, eventually, the, the the shuttle carrying all heroes, you know, crash lands inside the ship. But Boba Fett just leaves. Yeah. He just ditches the group. Why? I had questions. I always have questions. Yeah, I Go did. ahead, I, Caroline. Well, I just was kind of like, okay, you have you would have then four Mandalorian armor. Like, like <laughs> that's people would be mega protected. And obviously yeah. it would be hard to dock two ships, whatever. 
Uh, I guess I still just didn't understand like why he like left. It was just. Yeah, I don't. Because the thing is, this is not an unconventional plan. We've seen people hijack Imperial shuttles in other movies and TV shows yeah. and just like sneak onto the ship. Mm-hmm. I don't know why Boba Fett wasn't on that ship and why they had to create this whole facade of them being chased. Yeah. Um, maybe they didn't have the codes to gain access, but I'm going to quote Caroline. All right. I'm going to quote Caroline because. Say it. You know, you know what I'm going to say. Do it. Awfully convenient. Because what happens at this end of the episode is we're introduced to a legacy Star Wars character who probably can't be in the same room as Boba Fett. And so I think that is the reason. Like, it doesn't make story sense why Boba Fett isn't part of this rescue project. Because what we know now in retrospect is Mm -hmm. something happens by the end of the episode that would create some conflict. So to sidestep that, we're like, oh, the writers are just like, I mean, the writer, writer. John Favreau, is just yeah. like, eh, let's just get Bob, Bob uh, Boba Fett out of this. Let's just get him out. Let's just sidestep this, we'll deal this with potential it later. issue. Yeah, one hundred percent. But um, yeah, it was weird. I that 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 I mean, with Boba Fett flying off, I'm like, oh, he's gonna come back and somehow save the day. Like right. that's that's what they're setting up. That's what I thought. I just, did you did you imbue that with any meaning? No, I he like left, and I was like, okay, what's happening elsewhere? And yeah. then I didn't think about him ever again. <laughs> so what is happening elsewhere? You know, they've landed. They've landed. They, uh-huh. uh, I guess because it's suspicious or I guess, I don't know, people would recognize them. They come out of the ship and just immediately start killing people. Just yes. Immediately. Immediately. Immediately kill people. Uh, yeah. And I'm and Moff Gideon is uh he's like priming up the dark troopers right he's yeah like, he's like get everything ready kill them all warm warm them up right uh and I I guess it's just like it's okay you gained access to the ship I guess like once you gain access you're like whatever I fucking kill them uh mm-hmm. but I feel like you don't know you know that there's these dark troopers but like I don't know I guess I would feel like could there be more like there's only like four of them, right? Or five, however. Four, many. Yeah. There's four. Like the rescue right, are rescue, heroes, right? Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of just like, you're going to be outnumbered. Like, I don't know. It seemed crazy that they landed and they're like, kill everyone immediately. <laughs> yeah. I, I have the same issue, Caroline. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not above cool action set pieces it, because this episode is a, an extended action sequence, yeah. essentially. And. This is why I love last week's episode so much. It's because it gave, it really honored the fact that mm, there were stakes in the action sequences. Mm-hmm. However, this whole this whole sequence where, you know, our our heroes are boarding the ship, there is no comp, there's no uh, real stake here. They are just so easily killing everything, and yeah. there's no problem. There's no yeah. issue. They're like going through the room, and even when they're like picking off all of the stormtroopers, like in that second room, I guess, like they're able to just like walk up and like whack them. And I'm like, are they? Yeah. Do they not hear the other their friends dying? <laughs> it's super What's- bizarre, especially because in episode five of season two of Mandalorian, mm-hmm. they are essentially. Uh, 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 invading a derelict base, like a base yeah. that is supposedly like abandoned mm-hmm. and there are more stormtroopers in that abandoned base yeah than this fully functional like imperial ship yeah like there's like <laughs> it It was it didn't make sense again i'm gonna quote caroline and i hate it i hate it but it was say it with me caroline mm-hmm. awfully, awfully convenient <laughs> mm. um yeah bummer but the plan doesn't go all according to plan. And this is where I think things get kind of interesting mm-hmm. for me is, uh, you know, our, our we watched uh, Marvel's Endgame, right? We did. Well, do I only remember? watched the second part. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Did oh. we watch the whole movie? Oh, okay. Endgame was not a part one and part two. Endgame was <laughs> one singular film. Yeah. The yeah. Only so one we I watched saw. that movie, right? Yes. Do you remember... Towards the end of the climactic action sequence, I'm not going to spoil anything, but there is this moment that is played uh, as like this really cool girl power, like feminine superhero se- sequence. You know what I'm talking about? 
where all the female superheroes are like, yeah, we got the job. We'll we'll get the job done. Sure. Right. Do you you know what I'm talking about? Vaguely. Okay. So there's a sequence where like there's a massive superhero battle and then all the female superheroes with or superhero female identifying power users they all group up and they're like girl power it's like this like really in your face girl power sequence yeah i do appreciate that this show isn't necessarily leaning into that even though that even though our main group of heroes are all women Mm -hmm. i thought it was cool that it wasn't like look look we're we're progressive we're doing cool stuff it's just like no it's just women and we're wielding weapons yeah yeah because like that group that that core group of four is all female Caradoon, Fennec, Bo-Katan, and Cosca Reeves. And it's like, but they could have easily just been like, girls get the job done in your face type of like yeah. performative yeah, stuff. Yeah, they could have like fist bumped and like <laughs> done, <laughs> done lady things, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm glad it's just played straight. Um, yeah. But uh, switching back to Mando, his mission is to remove or disable these uh, dark troopers. Uh-huh. Um, and what... Uh, w- what happened well so he goes and like they've already been turned on i guess uh so he goes to shut the door they rip it open one comes through uh and i guess i know that vando isn't gonna get hurt because he's wearing his armor uh Hmm. they get in the scuffle um wait wait this scuffle did it was intense. No, it was right? it was intense because he was like punching his head into the wall. Like it went into the wall. Uh but his helmet is so powerful that I'm just like, <laughs> oh, you're just like pressing the helmet into the wall. I don't know. I thought that I thought that sort of scuffle was genuinely impactful. I think because it, unlike the stormtroopers who just like literally just fell over. Right. With a, I guess, a, yeah. Like they, he was getting up and it didn't matter like what happened. But I was like towards the end of the fight, I was like, come on. Like I've watched enough like video game shit where there's like the boss, like you have to hit a wire in their knee or something. And then just <laughs> then he jams it into its neck. And I'm like, all right. Like I knew yeah. that there was a weak spot on this is it was this the third edition of the the dark trooper? <laughs> That's what they said. And yeah, they, the third edition. I'm like, four, don't put a wire in the neck, idiots. <laughs> uh, but then he presses the button and it sucks all of the rest of them out the loading dock. And I yeah. wrote, um, this feels like a bad idea. <laughs> Because I knew. I Why mean, did you write the, this feels like a bad idea? Uh, because they're either going to end up on the Wookiee planet and those little guys don't stand a chance against them. The Wookiee planet? Yeah. What are you talking about? In Star Wars, isn't there a Wookiee planet? <laughs> you thought they were just going to, oh, you thought they were just going to crash land like, somewhere. I feel like, like when, because like, why don't I like space things? Because what goes into space is in space. So it's either going to land somewhere, it's going to come around and smack the ship again, or they're just going to come back like in the ship, which I, I figured they were going to come back like in the ship. Yeah, so. I, 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 I agreed with you only with the last point where I'm like, they can fly. <laughs> they're going to yeah, come Yeah, like back. they're getting sucked out. It's not like when you put like a human being in space yeah. without any protection. No, they're, they're robots. They're robots. No, they're, they're dark troopers. They can yeah. handle things. Yeah. And they do. They they really do they and do. and I I will say the scuffle I think um, like last week's episode really sort of imbues the conflict like action without stakes is just spectacle and so I think there were stakes because it literally took Mando's entire arsenal to bring down one of That's them true. like it was mm-hmm. a, it was like it wasn't it wasn't clear it, honestly he got lucky <laughs> like right. he should be dead I mean so and yeah. I think that's the framing of it it's like these enemies serious yeah they they, like if mando could barely go toe-to-toe then what chance does our collective group have and i thought that was a cool framing device just like Mm -hmm. okay here's some stakes thumbs up good job guys yeah so um we cut back to um, our core four Mm -hmm. they arrive at the bridge where is moff gideon where's our where's our boy giancarlo esposito where is he because uh, he's not there. Oh, he's not there. Yes, I have main crew disarm ship. No MG. Uh, he finds Night Vader. Finds Moff Gideon with Baby Gazebo in the brig, holding 
the dark saber aloft. Ooh, ooh, spooky! So Did you get goosebumps when you saw the dark saber? Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> Um, but they, they, uh, Moff Gideon explains the lore behind the saber. Did I, ex- did I talk to you about that in previous episodes? Probably. I know that it's like more powerful than a normal lightsaber. Uh, and I think, I mean, we learn from the Moff that <laughs> it can only be won through battle. Uh, yeah, and the, oh, the only thing it can't th- cut through is Beskar, right? Yeah, I mean it, it's it's equivalent in power to like a lightsaber, okay. but yeah, it can't cut through the Beskar, and and we learn this because, you know, Moff the Moff, I'm gonna Moff. refer to him yeah. the Moff, mm-hmm. is negotiating with Mando, like, hey, put your gun down, I'll give you, I'll give you Grogu, just you know, let. Me, I don't like Mando's like negotiating, and mm-hmm. then he's like, okay, come get him, no, just come, get and him. then Moff just like. Yeah, <laughs> like Tries to just really, hits him in the back. Yeah, goes after him. Um, I thought the fight scene between Moff and Mando was pretty well choreographed and well shot. I thought, mm-hmm. I thought that was really impressive. It's also cool to see Giancarlo Esposito just ham it up. He's just, he's just a fun actor to mm-hmm. see, just like be villainous, and to see him in action was fun. Yeah. Were you a fan of of the Moff uh, in action? I mean, it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> but I knew that he was gonna lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. But it wasn't a it wasn't an easy battle for Mando either. No, he was he because he had just fought the Star Trooper. He did not yeah. like Moff Gideon said, "You're out of your wisp your wrist bullets. You gotta fight me." My God. But I don't I don't think you know it's weird because the Moff is like I know everything, which is mm-hmm. a cool line. You know, he's like I am evil. Like he's yeah. just chewing it up. Yeah, but. I, it really seemed like he did not know that the spear that Mando had was Beskar. And I don't think he knew that his armor was Beskar. What? Because when he like tried to ha- hit him in the back, he was essentially trying to kill him. But right. then it didn't work. And I'm like, oh, so you don't know everything. Because <laughs> that but maybe, clearly did not work. I mean, but maybe he was just trying to like knock him down. And then, <laughs> and then like the dark troopers, because... Mando oh, has, cut off his head. Yeah, like if you go under. Yeah, maybe he didn't know. I don't know. I don't but know. he he disarms him. Mm-hmm. He he uh, he he puts handcuffs on him and and uh, he escorts him, mm-hmm. holding Grogu and the dark saber to the bridge where we are reunited with the entire team. Mm-hmm. And you uh, you see like Ma- uh, Bo Katan's face just drop because earlier in the episode, Bo Katan's like. I don't care if he's dead or alive, as long as I'm the one that can get him. And why is why is it important that she's the one that bags and tags him? Well, because now we know that she can only have the dark saber rightfully if she <laughs> takes it from him. Caroline, as an outsider to the Star Wars universe, what did that? Did you like that? It's just like Elder Wand shit from Harry Potter. Get a new <laughs> wait, idea. <laughs> Inform me. I don't. I don't know anything about Harry Potter. Uh, so in Harry Potter, there are the Deathly Hallows. There's three of them. There's. Uh, oh my god! Look at this. I thing. know. <laughs> look at this freaking nerd. There's uh, a stone. It's a resurrection stone. Which what do you know? It makes people come back from the dead. There is. Um, this sounds just like Star Wars. It's exactly like Star Wars. There's uh, an invisibility cloak. Um, which Harry Potter has, obviously. Oh, I remember that. And then mm-hmm. there is the Elder Wand, which is the wand that rules them all. It doesn't. Is do it really? It. I mean, kind of. It's very powerful, <laughs> uh, but that can only be passed by defeating the wizard in a duel. Then it becomes your wand. Ah, uh, okay. So. so you 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 bought into this lore in Star Wars because you've seen it in Harry Potter. I didn't buy into it. I said get a new idea because <laughs> Harry Potter already did it. <laughs> okay okay it's not like but i know harry you know, potter also didn't do it first so maybe harry maybe yeah, jk I mean, should get a new idea too what's what's that uh classic uh fairy tale where someone has to pull a sword out of oh, a rock the sword and the stone yeah, yeah. <laughs> the merlin's is it merlin's not i don't know what it is anyway uh, yes hey, let's sidestep that because i don't know what we're talking about. i don't know i'm just saying that like i i know that the lore of this you have to do something to have it rightfully exist. Um, 
Caroline, we're swapping worlds, okay? Because I thought it was fucking stupid. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, was, I didn't think it was I a good idea. Stupid. I thought it was pretty dumb too, especially because he's like, I yield. And I kind of knew, I was like, that's not going to be enough. No, but the thing like, is, Moff is like, it's, it's so know. stupid because like Moff's like, it's not about, you know, handing the sword. It's about the story. I'm like, who's going to tell this story except for you guys? Like, it's you so can dumb. write the story it's differently. so dumb. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, she has to win it in a battle. It's like, you can just say she won it in a battle. How about the battle? Who cares? Like, why don't they just be on the same side and like, he trips. Oh, I dropped my sword. And then she <laughs> picks it up and then stabs someone and she then used it in a battle valiantly. Caroline, it's a bad story. It's a bad Is story. It? No, because like, clearly story. the the person that had been wielding it was fucking clumsy. <laughs> and now she's not. Yeah, but this so. this this uh this question, this sort of conf- conflicting question between Bo-Katan and Mando is cut off short mm-hmm. because we see the dark troopers returning. And w- did it seem like there were like four times the amount there were originally? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I kind of cuz like okay, when we saw them at the beginning, there was just like two rows, like a row on either yeah. side. The room seemed like pretty big, but then I guess mm-hmm. when we were outside the ship, I was like, that's a swarm. Seems like a lot. <laughs> it seemed like in yeah. the room, mm-hmm. that room that you're referring to, there was like at least like 30, 30 to 40, mm-hmm. maybe. But then when you cut to the shot of a platoon of them arriving, there was easily like 100 <laughs> or like, I don't know. It seemed like there was a lot more. Maybe, maybe I'm being nitpicky. Maybe I'm, maybe I've. Turn to the dark side. Maybe you're over here with me, huh? <laughs> I think I might be. Mm. Um, so they're they're arriving and mm-hmm. and things are not looking good for them because no. Moff Gideon says it very plainly. He's like, <laughs> Mando barely took care of one. Good luck with a whole platoon. And he like sneakily grabs a gun, puts it on his cloak. Did you did you catch that? Yes, I did. I noted that that he did he fall or was he he was kind of pushed and then he like happened to like. <laughs> I'm kind of like, yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, dude. Yeah, like Fennec was kind of like a fucking asshole. Like she like whooped him a little <laughs> oh, bit. Oh, threw him on the ground. Yeah. Good. Then, good for her. And then, yeah, good for her, but then also good for him for being like, I'm not going to take this sitting down. And then he yeah. takes it sitting down. Um, <laughs> but uh, these the, these platoon of dark troopers poses a big problem mm-hmm. for our heroes. And and they they start marching their way towards the bridge. The, they close the blast doors and then, and it seems like all is lost. Yes. There is no hope for our heroes. And this is when I'm like, okay, Boba Fett's going to show up. Something, Boba Fett's going to play into yeah. the rescue. Maybe Boba Fett returns or something. But instead, we see a ship, an X-Wing. Is this a ship? Okay, so this is an X-Wing. Is this a sh- So you did you recognize it as an X-Wing or am I? 100%. Okay. I saw an and, X-Wing. And X-Wings are from? When? <laughs> when? Yeah. Okay, wait. Oh, my God. I keep doing that. <laughs> uh, hold on. Okay. When did this come from? The, so the series of The Mandalorian falls between, you told me, episodes... Six and seven. Okay, six and seven. Those are the original one and... No. So it, it it's between the original trilogy that debuted in the 70s mm-hmm. and it continues off into the reboot disney series in 2015 okay. so it takes place in between those two trilogies okay. of films so luke's okay oh there i have green lights in the background of my setup oh my because of what you just said luke. what's your question about luke skywalker caroline cats out of the bag who cats. who is luke skywalker <laughs> Wait, really? Um, what do you you know who Luke I is? I know. Okay, Luke. What's your real question Luke here? Luke Skywalker is the son of Anakin Skywalker. Anakin Skywalker is Darth Vader. Okay, bingo. Got it. But as as it stands, has he? It does he know who his father is in this moment when he shows? Yes, up? this takes place after that a trilogy. So okay. he he saved the world. Ready. Okay. He's ready to save the world. So yeah. shouldn't I feel like he's like a little celebrity in 
the movies. So shouldn't, he's very much a celebrity. So shouldn't Night Vader be like, oh, I know this guy. Or no. Well, the thing is, they didn't see who it was until later in the sequence, uh, because the way it plays out, it's a long, like, five-minute sequence. I where, know. <laughs> where an X-Wing arrives, mm-hmm. and a hooded figure with a green lightsaber, and for fans of Star Wars, you know what's coming. At least you th- you know what's happening. So you're pointing out you it's know. green. I'm like, oh, is it is it Ahsoka? Did she show up? And then now you're saying it was a green lightsaber. I'm like, wait, her lightsaber is white. Just kidding. Yeah, yeah. So people know. I mean, the thing is, because they're looking at it through security cameras that are like black and white, it's maybe it could be Ahsoka. But Luke, or this mysterious figure, is just destroying these dark troopers without any trouble. And it's actually played very like triumphantly it's like this like very badass action sequence Mm -hmm. which this is one of my main issues with the disneyfication of star wars movies is because luke has never been about displaying power he's never really he's he's not about like kicking ass that's not fundamentally what his character is about luke is about you know good the paragon of the force. He's someone who sees the good in people and and doesn't necessarily want to fight. So it's, again, just like giving fans what they want to see, which is Luke kicking ass. Is this how Luke Skywalker is before he kills his dad? No. Because what <laughs> happens in the last movie is he's he's forced to fight his dad. And he's essentially... He, he at this point, uh, spoilers for Return of the Jedi, yeah, which came out thirty years ago. By, yeah. He essentially disarms his father by cutting off his robotic hand, and he sees the ro- the the wiring of his wrist, and he looks at his own hand, which has also been cut off by his father in the previous movie, and he's like, "Where I, I see myself becoming evil by killing my father," and he throws his lightsaber to the ground and refuses to kill his father. It's really beautiful. And then and then he he's uh he essentially has he just refuses to kill his father. So he doesn't kill what... his dad? Oh my god. No, he saves him. That's the whole point of of the original trilogy. It's not about kicking ass and fighting evil. It's about saving saving the good in in the evil people. So Darth Vader doesn't die. He does die. Oh. <laughs> but he doesn't die at the hands of he doesn't die at the hands of of Luke, his son. Okay. His son saves him spiritually, but physically he dies. Okay. Who kills yeah. him? <laughs> well, do you want me to just recite the plot of Return of the Jedi? I'm sorry. I guess you're, I mean, you're just like, no, man, like Luke is like not about power. I'm like he killed his dad. No, he didn't. He didn't kill no, his dad. No, he didn't. But so, okay. All right. Then uh then you're right. The Mandalorian got his character wrong. Did you wrong. were you impressed by Luke Skywalker just single-handedly defeating this whole platoon of dark troopers? I mean, kind of. I was kind of just like okay, like he has a lightsaber. Like if that's what a lightsaber do, then like and I guess he also had the force, right? Cuz he was able to like do things with his hand magic. Yeah. Uh I was kind of just like couldn't Night Vader just do the same thing now that he has the sword. <laughs> That's true. He could have. Like, he could have. I don't know. My, the, my issue with this whole sequence was that it really reveled in in the the cool imagery, the badassery of mm-hmm. it. And again, I'm not interested in that. You know, you know me, Caroline. I'm not interested They're in showcases of power. Knows. It's a power fantasy. You just love the heart of the story. I love the heart. Yeah. And so initially, I was like, oh, cool. This mysterious Jedi, who we all know is Luke, is saving the day. Mm-hmm. But then it goes on for a long while. And yeah. the final one, he like, he crushes it with his hand. He like uses the force to cr- like basically right. crumble. And I'm like, that's kind of like a dark side thing. But that's kind of like evil. <laughs> to be fair, though, maybe he was yeah. only behaving this way because he knew that they were robots and there was no human core to them. <laughs> I'm defending it. Stop. I'm done. <laughs> well, Caroline, I'm going to, I'm actually, because Moff Gideon's saying this is the third generation, yeah. right? The human component was removed. So Luke Skywalker has probably seen earlier iterations where there were humans in these. But I'm sure, uh, yeah, but did, that's neither here nor there, but, did he but like I, I get your point. Kill them good, good job defending the show, Caroline. Oh, We've successfully swapped roles. 
hate it. I love it. No. <laughs> Isn't this like what happened with Game of Thrones when we re- review the last season of Game of Thrones? No, I, well, you were really, really, really sad. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, it's over. Yeah. Well, I, I, I remember because uh, for, for fans of our show, Heinously Uninformed, for season one, we covered Game of Thrones, the final season. Mm-hmm. And I think Caroline, uh, you know, similar to Mandalorian, was unfamiliar with Game of Thrones to an extent. You know, she watched a few of the first seasons, but had to stop. And then we jumped into the final season, which was seven or eight. And I think by the end of it, the vibe I was getting from Caroline was, I told you so. I told you so. A bit. Am I Am I wrong? I mean, not like I told you so. I guess like it, it wasn't unintentional. Yeah. I told you so. Because I knew that there was going to be no way to end the series pleasing all of the fans. So I think they just were like, how about we please none of them? Uh, and then they went for it. And then you know what? Nobody talks about the show anymore. That's true. It's completely wiped off yeah. everyone's mind. Yeah. But this show was very intentional. Unlike Game of Thrones, I think this show with with what happens next, mm-hmm. which is you know Luke finally removing his hood and revealing himself to the crew mm-hmm. uh, is essentially just like fan service. Mm-hmm. It's just fan service. Mm-hmm. Did you, did you feel that? Were, are you a fan? Because you're not a fan. How did that, how did that moment land when he removed his hood? I was like, damn, is that CG? Okay. Or is that like, just like a handsome, almost <laughs> Mark Hamill? Who is that? <laughs> the first shot, very impressive. Mm-hmm. It looks exactly like Luke. But then as the scene unfolds, I'm like, Ugh, that it looks fake. Gets a little, it gets a little wiggly in a few places. It gets a little wiggly yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's it's clear that Grogu welcomes Luke. He's like putting his hand on the monitor, and right. I thought that was really weird. Like, why is he touching <laughs> the screen? Because he feels the connection, right? I no, I don't know. I so, don't, I don't uh, know. so this Jedi removes his hood. And no one asks, uh, and he's like, I'm here to take Groku. Mm-hmm. And this moment genuinely, genuinely moved me. I'll be honest. When Grogu's being held by Mando mm-hmm. and he has to say goodbye and Grogu puts his hand on his helmet. I'm like, that choked me up. I'm like, that was really sweet. Mm-hmm. And then he takes off his helmet and Pedro Pascal, not saying anything, is so impressively selling the the heart of the show, which mm-hmm. is what makes this series so special. Yeah, which is their bond. What did you think of of uh, Grogu's farewell? No, it was it was heartwarming. I was like, oh, like I feel something. Yeah, I, I I choked up. I'll yeah. be honest. I got yeah. I got choked up. Yeah, because you you understand that you don't take. He doesn't take off his helmet for anything. No, but now his his stone heart is. Is no, it's thawed. It's 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 fully functional. That He's a was, human. Yeah, I was kind of like, why did he take his helmet off? I thought, especially. Well, I guess he's around other Mandalorians that just throw their helmets off willy nilly. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. So um, that moment was sweet, and then R two D two shows up. Beep, 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 beep. I'm such a dummy. Like he comes in, and my first thought was C three PO, and then. <laughs> And then, huh? <laughs> and then my little uh, subtitles are like R two teacher. I was like, right, that's R two C three PO is the annoying one. Yeah. So we also, I, I will mention, we saw another droid while Mando was heading towards uh, the stormtrooper. There's like a silver clad droid, right, just like walking in the hallways. Do you remember that? Nope. It looked like C three PO, but it was silver. And be- because of what we'll get into in the end credits of the show, I think they're planting seeds for spinoffs everywhere. And so that. You remember I told you last week there's a new show coming out called A Droid Story? Yeah. We meet a new droid in this episode. Is is that going to be the, the droid of, of the it's the focus of that show? That's Maybe at this point. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. But um Luke, R2D2 and Grogu say their farewells mm-hmm. and we conclude season 2, The Rescue with with Grogu being reunited with the Jedi. Yeah. Wow. And it just ends. Just the music ends. swells, the mm-hmm. it ends, right? Mm-hmm. Or did it? Okay, 
So you or did it? You told me to watch after the credits, and then I got nervous because I was like, "Is there always stuff after the credits?" Because I turned this shit off so quickly. Uh, <laughs> you, you've told me no, there's nothing else after the credits. This is the only one. So I am watching it. Uh, oh, hold on, my notes are on the next page. Uh, Sand Planet, Gross Dude, Fennec, and BF enter. BF kills Gross Dude. He sits on throne. F drinks blue. <laughs> ah, an ad for Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah. That, wow, what a great summary, summary of that end like, credit sting. Like, okay, you did not mention this Book of Boba Fett last week when you were telling me about the upcoming. I did not, upcoming. no. Did you skip it or did no? Was this the official? This is a surprise. This is the announcement? This is the announcement, yeah. God, okay. Uh, my reaction, not excited. There we go. Um, <laughs> I had questions because like, okay, so this guy that's gross looking, right? Uh, here, here, let me, let me give you some context. Oh, yeah, please tell me before me I some- just <laughs> spew Because you just said opinion. a lot of nonsense. I did. Tell me. <laughs> because you don't, I, I, I don't blame you because- Literally, if you're just a viewer of the show, this show gives you no, it gives zero effort to help you <laughs> contextualize yeah. what's going on. Yep. But if you're a fan of the Star Wars movies, this location, this desert planet, is Tatooine. It is a famous planet in the Star Wars world. This castle is Jabba the Hutt's palace. I was just going to say, is this where he lived? This is where he lived. And Jabba the Hutt is a crime lord, okay? And so... He's a crime lord um, that often worked with Boba Fett, okay? Mm-hmm. And and part of the reason Boba Fett was thought to be dead was because of a job that he was doing for Jabba, which was essentially, essentially executing the, the heroes from the original trilogy. God. However, things go awry, and it, it was thought that Boba Fett's dead. Mm-hmm. So the person who's sitting on the throne, that gross dude, was Jabba the Hutt's right-hand man, whose name is Bib Fortuna. <laughs> Um, and everything you said, it makes sense. Yep. Boba sits on the throne with Fennec drinking blue stuff. Whatever blue as, is. As, as Boba Fett's new right hand. And so it seems like Boba Fett is now the new crime, crime Lord or the new Jabba or the Hut or I don't know exactly. Cause one of the, Jabba is the name. I think the Hut is a title. It's Star Wars. It's okay. Star Wars, baby. It's Star Wars. <laughs> I just like. Okay. So what was your question about the ugly dude? Bib Fortuna. So, okay. There was a bunch of people in the room with him when mm-hmm. Fennec initially enters. Uh, they all leave uh, because she- Well, Fennec kills all of them. Oh, she kills them. <laughs> she shoots everyone except, except for, for the, the slave, the, slave girl. Okay. The, the, the blue alien who was chained up. Then I guess I don't have any questions because everyone's dead. My question was going to be like <laughs> when they come back in the room and they see Boba Fett on- the throne and they're like hey so okay mark's dead got it cool he's my best friend it's fine any thoughts on dinner i'm totally on your side like this is fine like i i guess but he killed everyone so no one's asking about dinner it's fine yeah yeah okay. well nice try caroline i got you i had qu- yeah i was like wow like this is uh he just comes in and shoots the guy on the throne everyone else ran away yeah. they're gonna come back in and have to deal with the aftermath but no they're there is no aftermath because everyone's dead. Yep. Yes. So, and that scene ends with a cut to black with a title card that says The Book of Boba Fett, coming December 2021. Oh my God. Are and you, that is the end. Are you going to watch The Book of Boba Fett? All right. This is a great segue to sort of <laughs> talk about our overall thoughts on this season and yeah. sort of what the implications of what this season sort of means for the future of Mandalorian. Yeah. Honestly... The final sequence with Grogu saying goodbye to Mando Mm -hmm. felt like the end of that storyline. That's what I thought. I was like, oh, my God. And then especially because Book of Boba Fett, I was like, is this them transitioning the series? But then apparently, aren't they greenlit for season three of Mandalorian? I did some research. I looked up some of the stuff. And it's unclear. So there, season three of Mandalorian was supposed to come out. It's supposed to come out December 2021. Oh. Winter of 2021. Mm-hmm. But I've never heard of the book of Boba Fett being part of the slate. And it's also somehow slotted at the same time that Mandalorian season three is supposed to come out. 
And there's also rumors that Pedro Pascal has been having some um, contract issues and sort of, you know, uh, cementing his position for season three of Mando. So I think you might be right, Caroline. I think Mando, as we know it, might be transitioning, at least in the next season, to be a show about Boba Fett. Well, I won't be too Potentially. Again. I don't okay. know. It's unclear <laughs> at this point. Okay. Um, well, that, I wonder how the hardcore Mandalorian fans, you know, the ones that have the masks and everything, they going to miss him? I guess if they have Boba Fett, then like they kind of still have, I don't know. Here's the thing, Caroline. And I, I think I mentioned this to you right before we start recording, but mm-hmm. I've had this ever since the Disney uh, purchase of Lucasfilms. Mm-hmm. I have been unsure of where I sit and fit in the Star Wars fandom because mm-hmm. I love the original movies. I even love the prequels. I love the TV shows. And I've, for the most part, had a mixed response to the latest trilogy of films that came out not too long ago. Mm-hmm. And I um, have mixed feelings about Mandalorian. But I don't think I'm going to be tuning in anymore. I don't think Star Wars is for me. I was not excited by Luke. Oh I was not excited by Boba Fett. I'm not, I'm, I'm in, I, I got, I fell in love with Star Wars because of meaningful storytelling. Yes. And it's clear that the show isn't interested in setting up or paying, like, because Luke comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. It only works because you know of Luke from the previous movies. Right. If and, I didn't know who he was, then I'd just be sitting here being like, hey, I guess a Jedi came and picked him up. Yeah. It really means nothing. Yeah. And for me to see, watch Star Wars and have zero feeling is not a fun feeling. And so... Mando season three, if it comes, will I be tuning in? No. No. I'm done. I was mixed on season one, Mm -hmm. and season two firmly cemented the fact that season two is, like you said, a trailer, a commercial, a really lavish commercial for spinoff series. Ahsoka's going to have her own show. The Rangers of the New Republic. The Book of Boba Fett is going to be its own thing. And I'm not interested in this. It's, It's just... It's just... They have to recoup their costs because it costs a lot of money to buy Lucasfilms. Yeah. And so I'm not, it's not for me anymore. The first 20 to 30 minutes of this episode, mm-hmm. I thought was okay. It was yeah. like par for the course. It was cool. It's still living in its own unique world. Mm-hmm. But it's clear that it's just trying to patch things up by tying into th- things that they know will satisfy fans on a very superficial level. Yeah. But I'm not here for it. Man. What about you, Caroline? Are you going to tune in to Mando season three or the book of Boba Fett or any of the dozen spinoff shows? Absolutely not. Uh, (laughs) I will go and experience, is it Star Wars land at Disney World? Star Wars land is great. I'll go check that out and have like, I know some things now. I don't know a lot though. Uh, Hey, but you know some things. I know some things, but am I going to tune in for more? No, am I even gonna show like tune into the Ahsoka show? No, like <laughs> no, like yeah. unless we can get like when they come out with the fifth season of one of these shows, and we want to do another one of these seasons. <laughs> we just watched <laughs> the fifth season, then I'm down because uh, there's so much lore that comes in yeah. five seasons. Uh, yeah. But uh, as a whole, like again, Star Wars. Not for me. I love Harry Potter. Star Wars is not for me. (laughs) Hey, and I think I'm with you. I don't think Star Wars is for me anymore. And that's okay. I still have the Star Wars that I love, and that's totally fine. Mm -hmm. Last night, I was watching The Last Jedi, which is episode eight of the Star Wars series, the movie series. And that movie was incredibly divisive, partially because it did a lot of progressive things with the universe it introduced a lot of new ideas it deviated from the formula of star wars and it tried to venture out and create something new for the universe which i loved Mm -hmm. i loved it that was really cool but then the final film the trilogy was a regressive counter sort of similar to how obama was president for eight years and then we had this counter clash with trump just like the complete opposite Mm -hmm. embodiment of 
of it. That's what I felt like with the Star Wars movies, because the last one was just a complete 180, which is very much represented in the final 10 minutes of this episode, which is just, this is what you want. Uh, This is what you like. You didn't like when we tried something new. So here's what, here's what you got. And I'm like, not for me. Dang. Not for me. Dang. Which is a bit unfortunate, but you know, where, 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 if, if we don't tune into Mandalorian, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But heinously uninformed will return. Yes. In some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Right? Uh huh. This is the end of Mando season two, but this is not the end of heinously uninformed. Heck at no. Least, at least for, for now. No. It might be, but we will return with a new show. Are we announcing it? Do we have something lined up? Have we, have we agreed to it? I mean, I know. Okay. COVID has ruined production for so many shows that I like. We want to do a season where I'm the informed one, right? Yeah, I want to be the one that's like, and I want to, what's yeah, happening? and I want to tell you what's up. I think that'll be super fun. Um, but production is just been it's been so messed up because of this virus. Wear a mask, guys. Wash your hands, please. Mm-hmm. Stay home if you can. I had a dream that I was vaccinated last night. Oh. <laughs> God, that sounds so amazing. It was awesome. Wow. I was, I'm so I was excited. Like, I got vaccinated. Dude, it was wonderful. It's going to take a year, I think, for us to get yeah. vaccinated. Yeah. Sucks. At the earliest. Oh, oh I'm sad. Anyway, uh, yeah. but that means we have a lot of time to watch TV. So yeah. season five of Riverdale is airing in January. <laughs> I have some knowledge of the show. It is pretty trashy. I do love trash. I think I need to do a holiday deep dive because I think if I really paid attention to it, I would become a fucking hardcore stan. Love <laughs> love Archie. Love love Jughead, you know? Um yeah. so uh that's the show that that we're considering. Uh because yeah. it airs in January. I think January 20th is is the uh, premiere. Um mm-hmm. but also I'm not married to any ideas. Yeah, if you if you have any ideas or suggestions yeah. for shows that we, we should cover, then hit us up. Let yeah. us know. I will say I was inspired by this Harry Potter tangent. I never watched the final Harry Potter film. Oh, what? Um, Did so, you watch all the other ones, though? Uh, yeah, I think so. Oh, do we have... Do we have a special? Do we have a? We we, we could do a special. I've 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 been meaning to watch the last a Deathly Hallows. Two. Okay. I think I, I I didn't watch the last four movies, but okay. I remember loving the first three. So then a lot. you're kind of coming into how I came into Game of Thrones, where I had a vague knowledge of the universe, yeah. uh, and some of the characters, uh, and some of the lore. We love yeah, lore. Yeah, I don't know any of the lore. So maybe we do a special a deathly hallows yeah to tie things two. over yeah yeah okay I'm yeah down. okay we, we, we got some stuff coming up yeah. but uh, you know the, sh- the future of the show we'll keep you updated but if you have any updates for us let us know but caroline yeah. final plug for season two of heinously informed would you like anyone to sh- would you like to share anything yes you can follow the show on instagram uh we are at heinously uninformed on instagram we are at heinously you on twitter um, you can subscribe to us on YouTube where you can see our gorgeous, stunning, fabulous, fantastic faces. If you want to watch, we also have it on IGTV, all of the episodes. Um, you can follow me on Instagram. I'm at Caroline Danger. I'm on Twitter. Uh, Caroline is rad. Uh, I have an Etsy store, Curio by Caroline. Link is in my Instagram bio. Albert, you have stuff to plug. I sure do. Tell us. Uh, you know, the, the future of... of- of my projects are a little up in the air as well as I juggle different little projects. But yeah. if you want to stay up to date with anything I'm doing, please follow me on on Twitter, on on Instagram at AlbiePlayer1. That's where I'm going to be sharing everything. And again, please subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'm I'm doing stuff. Uh, I might be taking a break to focus on some other projects, which I am happy to share with you on social media when the time comes. But uh, let's just say that it might not necessarily be entertainment based. It might be politics i might be running for office oh my God. maybe <laughs> exciting yeah oh but uh, that's all i got to plug and again i just want to say to all the friends strangers family who've listened to us for over two seasons and in particular focused 
on this season of Mandalorian, a big heartfelt thank you yes, for thank supporting you. us and watching and listening. Mm-hmm. Right, Caroline? Yes. And to all the nerds, yes. we're sorry. We're sorry. We love you. Like, you guys are we the reason. You. I was one of you. I was with you. And I, you know, you guys helped fuel me to... <laughs> To, to do Caroline, some, I don't you, know. get, you get off on the fact that <laughs> you are upsetting nerds. And I, do I should love mention, it. it doesn't matter what we say because currently, as of this recording, the IMDb rating of this episode is a 9.9. Yeah, so. nerds, because of nerds. Again, you nerds, you love it. You love it. And you know what? I love that you love it because you got to love yeah. something, okay? Yeah, I, I love that you love it. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Don't let our opinions yeah. ruin your buzz, kill no, your vibe. No. You know, it's just it's just the opinions of two heinously uninformed folks. Yes. Yeah. But our final farewell for now. Mm-hmm. They thank you so much for tuning in, but in a galaxy far, far away, we've been heinously uninformed. Goodbye. Bye guys, thank you.